Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time and a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. This is our last episode on the Four Horsemen series from John Gottman. Stonewalling may sound innocent and harmless, but it can still be damaging to a relationship. Why do people stonewall? What could cause a person to shut people out, especially someone close to them? We will be diving into these questions today and what can be done about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Family Order Podcast. Just a quick recap about the Four Horsemen. John Gottman is a famous psychologist and professor who's worked for over four decades on divorce prediction and marital stability. So identifying the Four Horsemen helps with managing conflict in relationships. The Four Horsemen is actually a metaphor um, depicting the end times in the New Testament of the Bible. Conquest, war, hunger, and death. Sounds like fun times. (laughs) (laughs) So the four horsemen here are actually communication styles. So uh, these four styles can predict the end of a relationship. We started with criticism. We moved to contempt, my personal favorite, and defensiveness uh, was last week. And then now this week, stonewalling. Right. So um, just also a quick recap about marriage um, is one of our four pillars for this podcast and in our lives, in our relationship. Um, so marriage to us is to elevate one another to flourish as life partners. Right. And the fourth horseman is stonewalling, Mm -hmm. which is usually a response to contempt. Stonewalling occurs when someone just withdraws from the interaction altogether. They shut down and they just simply just stop responding to their Mm -hmm. partner. And this is done to avoid confronting the issues with their partner and people that stonewall can make some evasive maneuvers. You know, they tune out, they get away, they turn away, they, they act busy. Um, they get distracted with other things. They, they just, they, they don't want to deal with the issue. So they will continue to kind of shut somebody out by doing all these other things and that's interesting because it could actually be like during the conflict right yeah where or it could be over time just walk out you know and stuff and don't say anything um or yeah it could be over time where like you like you could literally cut the tension in the room with a knife or something but you're just Mm -hmm. like over here doing dishes and keeping yourself busy and stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. so usually this is over time stonewalling isn't typically just a momentary thing that could be just somebody uh being quiet (laughs) so but it takes time for the negativity to really um build from the first three horsemen that we've talked about um in previous episodes we we are constantly plugging old episodes we gotta stop doing that (laughs) but but, uh but it it can be overwhelming um enough and, you know, with those other, with, with criticism, with contempt and defensiveness, but stonewalling can become sort of a justifiable, understandable out. Mm-hmm. And when it does, it can become a really bad habit or a bad pattern that you start slipping into. 
especially if you're the person doing it. And, you know, really, unfortunately, it, it, it's hard to stop uh, once that habit starts to become entrenched, because it's really a result um, or a reaction to feeling um, physiologically flooded. And when we stonewall, we, we don't sometimes even realize we're doing it and we don't think about things rationally. Mm -hmm. I mean, we certainly don't discuss things rationally with our partner. Yeah. So, so for example, if you feel like you're stonewalling during mm -hmm. a conflict, you need to stop the discussion and ask your partner to take a break. So like, all right, I'm feeling too angry to keep talking about this. Can we please take a break and come back to it in a bit? It'll be easier to work through after I calm down. Um, and this is literally what Ben and I do. That's hard to do. I, and I, that doesn't sound easy to it, some of you, does it? Yeah. And it's hard to do, but, and even when we do do it, like, let's say you even say I need to go for a walk, mm -hmm. which I've done quite a bit. It still pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. You had a really hard, you had such a hard time. You would yell things at me as I walked yeah, but out. But it's important. It's important <laughs> to communicate the need for mm -hmm. the break, the need for the walk, yeah, he, he, not just he, grabbing yeah. and going, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's, the, that's kind of the key there is that communication of you need to take a break. You're feeling flooded. You're feeling overwhelmed. You just need a moment. So take 20 minutes um, to do something alone that suits you. So read a book or a magazine, take a walk, go for a run, really just anything that helps you stop feeling flooded and then return to the conversation. I would say for me, um, at times that, that maybe there was a conflict with us or stress, typically I would go to the rocking chair. Mm. That's my place. When you're flooded, that's usually where you go, whether mm -hmm. or not it has to do with. Uh, I also go there conflict. when I'm happy. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think when you've almost had a panic attack for, mm -hmm. for a random reason in the past, it had nothing to do with me at the time, but there were times I'd find you in there and I'm like, well, what, well, okay, mm -hmm. what's going on? I know something's wrong yeah. because that's your happy place yeah. to calm down. I think it'd just be ideal if you had a, like a punching bag downstairs no, or I something just, like that. Like... That would be a good, that'd be a good way to mm -hmm. get some of that out. I also, and <laughs> this might be a mom thing, like when I'm stressed, um, I sway. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that's mm. from like, yeah, that's true. I, yeah. Like I do this thing with motion. my hips. It's a soothing motion from holding the babies and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but you go for a walk. It's also because you need to go to the chiropractor and, <laughs> and get an adjustment. You, you typically go outside and go for a walk. That's yeah. Yeah. I usually have a long pep talk with myself, um, <laughs> feeling pretty stupid about some of the things I said, or like, you know, trying to mm -hmm. talk myself through like, Hey, don't, don't do that. You know, mm -hmm. do, do this. Like, that's not what you're mad about. You're mad about this. Mm -hmm. Stay on point. Don't let that get the better of you. But yeah, it certainly can help you when you feel flooded, um, to do something soothing, get a little break, get away. Um, but again, this is when someone just withdraws altogether, right? And if you're feeling overwhelmed, um, the reaction would be just shut down and stop talking. Now, it, it could be better than lashing out and cursing at each other. But over time, it can be a little bit damaging because it doesn't Throwing resolve the things. problem. I don't know who would do that. We don't throw things. I, <laughs> don't. No, never, I know we say we're not perfect, but that's one thing we've never done I've is never, we've never thrown never anything done that. at each other. We've never punched walls. 
um, no, or anything never really like gotten that. physical. It's usually yeah. just like a, you know, all right, talk to the hand. Um, <laughs> that's the worst that it probably gets. Um, that's I don't even know such a dad thing to say now. Like, I think that's dating myself now back to the nineties <laughs> or eighties. I don't know. But when couples stonewall, they're usually under a lot of um, pressure. This increases heart rates and that kind of emotional reaction, stress hormones get released in the bloodstream. You can even get that shot of adrenaline um, and it triggers a fight or flight response, which is, I mean, that it very well could. Um, And I'm a stonewall person. I'll say from experience, my family's that way. Uh, We are stonewall kings and queens. We... (laughs) We, we, we avoid conflict, um, after, especially after we feel like we've tried to address it and nothing changed the same thing continued. So we just, we, we, we check out, we're like, all right, I'm, I'm done with this. And we will cut people out for life. Mm There is no going back once you cross and that line. And has a teeny tiny family. <laughs> yeah. We, and we don't even talk to each other so, very much. <laughs> Um, so the family tradition, yeah, is just to cut people out. I don't typically go, go quite that far. I have done it. Um, typically that's not because of stonewalling. Sometimes that's just because I don't, there's no need for toxic people. I I don't need, I don't need, I don't need a, a, a a philanthropy project or a, you know, yeah. (laughs) I don't need to save somebody. Yeah. There's a difference between cutting toxic people out of your life and, and stonewalling your, your wife. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm not going to hold a grudge for somebody that they did 20 years ago and just never talk to them. Um, but yeah, negativity and toxic people, like you don't need to you don't deal with that. It's not your charity project. Um, but if I've communicated something that needs to get done and I do this to Allie, but, and and I feel like nothing's been done. There's no progress. It wasn't taken seriously. Um, I tend to sort of just want to check out and do my own thing because I guess in some way, I feel like I got other things that I'd like to do better ways to spend my time than to keep like feeling like I'm repeating myself uh, right or wrong. You know, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that's just a, a tendency that I do have. So the antidote to stonewalling is to practice physiological self-soothing. Good job. <laughs> that's a big word. <laughs> um, and the first step of self-soothing is to stop the conflict discussion and to call it time out. So We've been through this repeatedly. I'm tired of reminding you, uh, or, you know, <laughs> that's kind of a rude way of saying that, but honey, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and need to take a break. That would probably make me more mad than if you just were yelling at Call me. Like that, that's just like, <laughs> Can you give me 20 minutes and then we can talk? feel so condescending. We have called time out. We totally have. I, I think we've gotten better at it. I think yeah. when we were younger. We didn't realize, like, like you said, I would just like walk away. I wouldn't really say mm-hmm. much. Um, there were times the I out. did, there were times I said, I'm going to go for a quick walk. I mm-hmm. need to step out. This is getting too emotional. And that wasn't taken seriously, but I think now we're much better at understanding like, okay, we need to shut this down for mm-hmm. it, before it gets worse. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't take a break, you're, uh, you'll find yourself either stonewalling or bothering, like, bottling up your emotions mm-hmm. and you'll end up exploding yeah. at your partner, um, or both, um, and neither is good and Mm -hmm. neither will get you anywhere. So 
when you take a break, it needs to last at least 20 minutes because it will take that long for your body um, physiologically to calm down. At least. Mm-hmm. If your blood gets boiling, I don't know about some of you, mm-hmm. it's going to take me a lot longer than 20 minutes if I got really hot um, about something. So I, I know I'm that way. I 20 minutes goes by so fast. 20 right? minutes isn't much. <laughs> Maybe I'll start a, start a fight just so I have 20 minutes to myself. I know. (laughs) So it's crucial that during this time that you avoid thoughts of righteous indignation. So like, I don't have to take this anymore or I deserve um, better innocent victimhood. Like, why is he always picking on me? Um, So spend your time doing something soothing and distracting, like listening to music or reading or exercising, um, you know, versus thinking about what just occurred um unless it's like talking yourself off a ledge just whatever it doesn't matter what you do as long as it helps you calm down right so um stonewalling isn't a death blow to a marriage but it can become a crutch and evolve into yet another unhealthy pattern of communication so if resolutions aren't made you may need to attack the problem from a different angle so and we personally know a few couples that got to the point of stonewalling in their marriage where they didn't even care enough to fight yeah they were done and that that can be a death blow when you've stonewalled to the point where you don't care enough even to fight Mm -hmm. for it um, and like these couples have literally out. told us this, like they didn't even care. Yeah, they didn't even care the anymore. They're, they're, they were done. Yeah. That's not a good place to be. And stonewalling doesn't really help anything. It's just an avoidance strategy or tactic or however you want to phrase it. And remember, what's most important is that you and your spouse are on the same team, and you need each other. You need, you know, you're going to need each other in the future. Obviously you need to work together to solve problems and resolve conflict and the communication and the, the push to act, um, in a way that, you, you know, you want to make sure resentment doesn't build up and that problems don't linger over time and continue and get worse and escalate. And until you reach a point of, you know, no return. Mm-hmm. So this week's call to order is to determine if you stonewall in your life or if someone is doing it to you. Don't get combative or confrontational, but find a way in a neutral setting to gently ease into the conversation about what might be causing it. Only you know how to navigate the situation, but focus on the outcome and the next steps, not the person. You're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive. All it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on social media at The Family Order. If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every Monday.